Have you ever felt trapped? Maybe as a kid when you got stuck in a closet or under a bed. Or maybe you felt stuck swimming underwater or in an MRI machine. It can be a horrifying feeling. Well, imagine feeling stuck for a lifetime. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. (laughs) Yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I've got a question for you. What do you do when you're stuck? Accept the situation as status quo, live with it? Do something radical to burst free? When you are despairingly stuck, are you even aware that you're stuck and can do something about it? Being stuck, feeling trapped, has troubling implications. Where you're stuck makes a huge difference. Stuck in heaven? Awesome. Stuck in an abusive marriage? Well, that can feel like a lifetime of drowning. And how do you ever come up for air when you're too terrified to break the surface? And who is willing or even aware enough to throw you a lifeline? The woman in our story spent years feeling trapped in an abusive relationship and pretty much resigned herself to it as her lot in life. Could she ever hope in receiving a lifeline? Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but... It is a prize, and I think it's a prize you're really going to like, if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Cheryl Dunn on this Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Not again. I told you we should have gone with a cocker spaniel. What could she be worked up about now? Cheryl's probably teasing her with a tennis ball. Cheryl's not even out here. I sent her out 15 minutes ago. I'll check the barn. I'll go around the house. Cheryl, where are you? Cheryl! What is it, boy? Alec! Yeah? Maybe Laddie's trying to tell us something. Laddie's trying to tell us, huh? Do you know where she is, boy? Run, Laddie, run. Go to Cheryl. I was only three when I wandered off our small Canadian wheat farm with our dog in tow. Led by Laddie, my folks found me asleep in a drainage ditch. Had I known I was lost, I would have been scared. But I seemed to know from a young age There's no time to be scared when you're on a mission. Little did I know then how many times I'd need to rise above fear in order to survive. The woman in our story discovered resilience isn't always an option, but there is always a hope that withstands all suffering. This is the true story of Cheryl Dunn, right now on Unshackled. As the only child and grandchild, I was used to being showered with love and attention. 
While we didn't have a lot, we had everything we needed, which is why it was so difficult for me to grasp Dad's decision. I need those keys. I gotta be going. No, you can't have them. Honey, I already told you. I need to go to Toronto to look for work. But we need you. Me and Mommy need you here. You can't go. Cheryl, farming isn't enough right now. I need a job. Then take us with you. I, a little help here? You're on your own. It, seriously? She makes a good case about you walking out on us. Yeah, I'm not walking out. Yes, you are. All right. I'll send for you. Daddy, no. Meanwhile, we're to fend for ourselves, right? Life would never be the same again after Dad left. Mom was overworked, and I tried to help as much as I could, but we barely scraped by. It took six months before Dad was able to send for us. When we stepped off the train into the city with its skyscrapers and traffic and scrambling population, it was clear life would be very different from the slow-paced serenity of the farm. Ah, oh, you are a godsend, Cheryl. I don't know about that. I do. I had no idea I'd end up on a double shift, and I don't know what I would have done with the kids. I'm always happy to watch them. I was praying God would arrange help. You pray about things like that? I have a husband, four kids, and a job. There is always something going on that I need God's perspective on. Huh. Are there, like, certain prayers you recite? <laughs> oh, no. It's not that pretty. I just talk to God. Or even to spend time with Him and just feel His presence. You can do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you can, too. Well, I'm not the same church as you, so maybe whatever my family is doesn't do that. Oh, honey, <laughs> you can always pray anywhere about anything. God hears and answers. Not always in the way you want, but he answers. I found it intriguing that people could have a relationship with God, like they'd have with another person. I was curious if my family believed the same thing, but every time I brought up something about church or religion, I was simply told, we're not church folk. So I learned not to have a view or take a side on anything relating to God or the Bible. You gonna finish that? Uh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm. So I was thinking, we should get married. <laughs> Before or after the movie? Because it starts in 20 minutes. I'm serious. W what? You you mean you mean it for real? Of course. Well, we haven't been dating for all that long. It doesn't matter. I've known you for years, and I want you to be my wife. Wow. It's a lot to take in. So what do you say? Do I have to give you an answer now, or can I think about it? The proposal wasn't how any girl imagines theirs will go, but Bert was sure of himself and knew what he wanted. The group of friends we hung out with mainly consisted of newlyweds, and they all thought it was a good idea. So, I thought it would be too. What were you doing in there? I just picked up my prescription. I saw you. What? You were flirting with that guy at the cash register. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying. Ow! That hurts. Let me go. So you can go back inside and flirt some more? No, because you're hurting me. I don't like your sass. Oh! What is wrong with you? I can't believe you Then behave. Oh! 
My husband was loving and caring one minute, and a raging tyrant the next. Like a lot of abusers, he cycled between profusely apologizing, promising he'd never hit me again, to flying off the handle and beating me again. But our marriage was supposed to be forever, and I kept hoping he'd change, as he swore he would. Come out of there! Go away! Oh! Look, oh! I'm sorry I hit you. Just come out and we'll talk. You're drunk! Yeah, not that much. Get out here! I'm not leaving this bathroom! Fine. Then I'll go. Good! <laughs> Crazy women. How did I end up here? Nothing will ever change. Mom said I made my bed. Now lie in it. Well, I won't live like this. I was desperate for real love and the violence to end, but I had no idea until that moment that I was willing to take my own life to escape the pain. By the grace of God, all I managed to do that night was make myself incredibly sick to my stomach. Such a blessing, since it wasn't long after that I found out I was pregnant. Why can't you keep him quiet? He's teething, Bert. Shut him up, Cheryl. Why don't you go out with the guys? You trying to get rid of me? No, but then the baby wouldn't be on your nerves. Fine, I'll go. But you better be here when I get back. Where else would I be? Well, maybe you'll have some crazy idea about a different life. What are you talking about? Wherever you go, you know I'll hunt you down and I'll kill you. I swear I will. What do you have to say to that? I... I believe you. From a man who couldn't keep his promises, it was stunning as much as terrifying. He never once made an idle threat. I didn't have to wonder if he'd do it or not. I knew he'd kill me. I wondered if my body would be found miles downstream on a riverbank, or over a decade later in a shallow ditch grave. Hello? I need you to come to Harvey's funeral home. Bert, what? What's happened? It's my mom. She was found dead in her car in a field out in the country. Oh, Bert. Are they sure it was her? Yeah. She committed suicide, Cheryl. Oh, I'm sorry. I just can't believe oh, it's it. It's messed up, Cheryl. She made the funeral lunch and left it in the fridge before she did it. I just don't understand. She left a note. What did it say? She said she couldn't bear to live with my dad any longer. Can you believe that? her own husband of the last three decades. It didn't seem to occur to Bert that his own wife knew exactly how his mother felt and understood her desperate course of action. The Bible speaks of the sins of the fathers passed down through generations, and Bert had been handed down his own share of violence and abuse. It almost made me feel sorry for him in a way. He had no idea there were better ways of living and dealing with things. He'd never even seen healthy or mature behavior modeled. Okay, camper is officially packed, so we can head out. Oh, Cheryl, you need to drive. Your head hurts that bad? It's killing me. Maybe you need to start rationing the cases of beer. Very funny. 
It's hard to feel sorry for you when you do this to yourself. Get more driving, less talking, and keep the radio off. Ugh. You're gonna have to pull over. We're almost home. No, no. Take me to the hospital. Are you serious? Yes, it's like a freight train in my head. Ma'am, the tests have just come back and your husband has a brain aneurysm. Oh, no. That's serious. Well, they can be serious, but your husband is young and healthy and, uh, well, we caught it. Whoa. That's a lot to take in. We're taking him in for surgery and he could be back home in a couple days. If all goes well, he'll be fine. And what if it doesn't? Well, we'll cross that bridge. Folks, we'll get back to Cheryl's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the Donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Cheryl Dunn. It's been hours since the surgery. Shouldn't he be awake? Yeah, sometimes it takes people longer to wake up from anesthesia than we anticipate. Feel him. He's as cold as ice. We keep these rooms chilly to avoid infection. So, you think he's okay? Yeah, he's fine. His body just needs to rest. Oh. All right. It's really late. Uh, why don't you go home and get some rest and come back in the morning? Yes, I, I think I will. from the hospital and would like to know if you're willing to donate your husband's organs. <laughs> I think he needs them. Uh, well... Maybe we were put on the call list late because his surgery was yesterday. Oh, I must have... Uh, have you spoken with his doctor? Just last night, when we were waiting for him to wake up. I'm heading back down there after my son's daycare opens. Uh, well, we can speak when you get here. W what do you mean? We... All need to get caught up to speed. See you in a bit. I 
I don't understand. It's rare, but it does happen. You put someone to sleep for surgery, and they never wake uh, up? I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't foresee... What? Killing him? We didn't kill him. He's only 26. You said he'd be fine. You said not to worry. Ma'am, we need your permission to remove life support and see what happens. I'd never felt more guilt than I did when Burke died. As much as it hurt, part of me was so relieved that I would never have to endure his abuse again. And never again would I dare put myself in a position where a man could rule over me. I'd be my own boss, have my own life, finally be free. I'll get it. No, no, let me. Hi. Hi there. What is that? Hi, Mike. Come on in. Hi. This is maple walnut ice cream. No, no one likes that. <laughs> you can pick the nuts out. Uh, <clears throat> no, it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Are you going to marry my mom? Okay, let's have supper, shall we? <laughs> I don't have a dad no more. He died. Yes, I heard that. I'm very sorry. Don't ever get a headache. It'll kill you. Well, that's not quite how it happened. Just like that. You're gone. Let's not let the ice cream melt. <laughs> Although I hadn't been keen on marrying again, my companionship with Mike advanced, and I found his company to be very different. For starters, he was sober and kind-hearted and considerate. A year later, we married, and he adopted my son, and we added more children to our union. Oh, did you forget to shut it off? No. I want to take the kids to church. You want to come? Uh, I prefer to keep my only day of sleeping in, but thank you. We go to the 11 o'clock service. You you really want to go, don't you? I do. I, I think it would be good for all of us. Uh, okay, I'll go. <laughs> That's great. I think you'll like it. Well, we can hope. Mike was more interested in church than I was, and signed up for Sunday school classes, and became an usher, and received Jesus as his savior. He encouraged me to give my life to the Lord as well. I was fine with attending church if it didn't interfere with the rest of my life, but that was as far as my interest went. When the kids didn't seem to be learning at their potential in the public school, it was Mike's idea to switch them to a private Christian school. I need help with this homework or I'll never get it done. What are you stuck on? It wants to know why Jesus calls his disciples fishers of men. Hmm, can't help you there. Mom, do you even know how many disciples Jesus had? Ask your father. He knows more about the Bible than I do. Then why don't you learn more? Oh, I have three kids and a full-time job. And I'm exhausted half the time. And you don't think you could use God's help? Out of the mouths of babes come the most profound things at times. I knew my daughter had a point. And what kind of mother was I being if I couldn't help them with their elementary homework? I'm so glad you came to Bible study. It was nice to have you here. Well, I didn't say much. You don't have to. Sometimes it's nice just to listen. 
I'm not really sure if I understand it all, to be honest. Which part are you struggling with? I just don't really see how I'm a sinner. I mean, I'm a good person, and I'm kind and helpful and love my family. The Bible says we're all sinners and fall short. When we're impatient, when we're jealous, or think impure thoughts, there's lots of ways we fall short every day. I don't know. I guess I just don't know why I'd need Jesus every day since I never have. And I don't really understand. There's more to it than receiving Jesus as our Savior and going to heaven. Jesus' prayer for us was to become one with the Father, as He is one with Him. We're to bear in the sufferings of Christ and live as a servant of God, with His goal to shape us and make us more like Him. Huh. Wow. I just can't quite get my head around it all. It's okay. Just keep coming to group. God promises if we seek Him, we will find Him, and He'll reveal Himself to you. It seemed like the more I learned of God in the Bible, the more I realized how little I understood. Not all of my questions had answers, and at times, it was frustrating. I'm proud of you. For what? How you hung in going to Sunday school and asking pastor questions and trying to understand more. I just wish I could understand it all. I don't really know if you need to. What do you mean? Well, I believe... If we confess that we're sinners and ask Jesus to take control of our life and we believe and trust that he can, the complete understanding part can come later as God deems we're ready to know. What are you saying? That it's by faith we are saved, Cheryl. Not by knowledge or understanding or working to a certain level. I think you're on to something. I imagine... It's why Jesus said to have faith like children, and nothing about the knowledge of theologians. Then I'm ready, Mike. I want to be a Christian. I want to follow Jesus. That day, I took a step of faith and committed my life to Christ. Since then, I've learned I don't have to analyze things to death. When I live by faith, not by my own understanding. The whole world and heavens open up. Recently, at the age of 72, I went rock climbing with my grandson for the first time. At first, it's quite scary to be hanging onto a wall off the side of a cliff, worrying what happens if I lose my grip and slip. It's hard to release your grip on the rocks and give up control of your situation. However, you can't hang on forever, so you reluctantly release your grip. After you do it a couple of times and depend on the harness to lower you to the ground gently and safely, you have a peace and confidence that it will do what it is supposed to do. It's the same with Jesus. Once you allow him to be part of your life, and you lean on him for strength, hope, peace, and comfort in various situations. You have confidence in his promises and depend on him to see you through the situations you face each day, right into eternity. Friend, the definition of a rescuer is someone who loves to help 
They take on the responsibilities, burdens, and problems of other people, and they concern themselves with other people's lives, problems, and decisions, sometimes to their own sacrifice, just like Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate rescuer. He sacrificed his own life just so he could save ours, just like he did for Cheryl. All she had to do was grab his lifeline of salvation, and now she has the joy of eternity with him. Isaiah 46.4 says, And even to your old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. What about you, friend? Do you need a rescuer, a lifeline? Are you drowning or trapped in a world of sin? Jesus Christ is the answer, our rescuer, the saver and savior of our souls. Please reach out and grab his lifeline of hope. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast and Don't forget to check out our other podcasts on the same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, here's the prize for our new upcoming sweepstakes contest. Another beautiful wooden scripture plaque, and it is John 8, 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I love that one. This is a gorgeous plaque, folks, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and uh, cut in such a way as uh, to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. It's been handcrafted around the natural character and the beauty of the wood that, uh, well, God created. So all you have to do to enter our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of this sweepstakes drawing for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced November 1st, but the deadline for entry is October 20th. And next time... I'm not eating this slop. I worked hard cooking that meal. And why don't you learn to cook? Oh, I hate you. Feelings mutual. I'm going to get something good to eat. You kids finish eating. Mama, look at this mess you made. We didn't make a <laughs> Deprived of a nurturing home, Priscilla sought love and belonging. You're so good to me, Howard. I want to take care of you, Priscilla. You'll feel better if you talk to me about everything. 
yet found herself in unhealthy relationships. I run things my way, Priscilla. If you're not willing to do exactly as you're told, you'd better get out of this marriage now. She turned to the dark arts before masking her despair in drugs and alcohol. Go away, dark figure. Go away. I can't deal with you anymore. Priscilla sought a way that would truly transform her life and family. We need to get help. Don't miss her exciting true story, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Cheryl Dunn were Oksana Fedunishin, Nicole Skimeka, Jeff Parker, Lynn Baber, Amanda Markeski, and Jim Poole. Original music and audio engineer, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Jim Poole. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>